Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering, Chapters 43 and 44. Baba's passing away continued. It is the general practice among the Hindus that when a man is about to die, religious scripture is read aloud to him with the aim that his mind should be withdrawn from worldly things and fixed on spiritual matters. His future progress is ensured. When King Parikshiti was cursed by the son of a Brahmin Rishi and was about to die in a week, the great sage Sukha expounded on the Bhagavat Purana to him during that week. This practice is followed even now, and the Gita, Bhagavat, and other sacred books are read out loud to dying people. Baba, being an incarnation of God, needed no such help, but followed this practice to set an example to the people. When he knew that he was soon going to pass, he ordered Mr. Vase to read Rama Vijaya to him. Mr. Vase read the book once during the week. Then Baba asked him to read it again, day and night, and he finished the second reading in three days. Eleven days passed this way. Then he read it again for another three days and was exhausted, so Baba let him stop and be quiet. He abided in his self and was waiting for the last moment. For two or three days prior, stopped the morning excursions and begging rounds, and instead sat in the masjid. He was conscious to the last, and was advising devotees not to lose heart. He let no one know the exact time of his departure. Kaka Saheb Dixit and Bapu Saheb Bhuti were with him daily in the masjid. That day, October 15th, to Arti, he asked them to return to their residence to take lunch. Still a few remained. Lakshmi Bai, Bhagoji Shinde, Bhaiji, Lakshman Balaji Shimpi and Nanaseb Nimankar. Shama was sitting on the steps. After giving nine rupees to Lakshmi Bai, Baba said that he did not feel good in the masjid, that he wanted to be taken to Stone Wada, where he would be fine. Saying these last words, he leaned on Bayaji's body and breathed his last. Bhagaji noticed that his breathing had stopped, and he immediately told this to Nana Saheb, who was sitting below. Nana Saheb brought some water and poured it in Baba's mouth. 
it came out. Then he cried out loudly, Oh, Deva! Baba seemed to open his eyes and say, Ah, in a low tone. But it soon became evident that Baba had left his body for good. The news of Baba's passing spread like wildfire in the village of Shirdi, and everyone, men, women, and children, ran to the masjid began to mourn their loss in different ways. Some cried out loudly, some staggered in the streets, and some fell down senseless. Tears ran down the eyes of all, and everyone was overcome with sorrow. People started remembering the words of Sai Baba. Someone said that Baba told his devotees that in a time to come, he would appear as a lad of eight years. These are the words of a saint, and so no one should doubt them. In the Krishna avatar, Chakrapani did this very thing. Krishna, as a lad of eight with a bright complexion and wielding weapons in his four arms, appeared before Devaki, who was in prison. In that incarnation, Lord Krishna lightened the burden of the earth. In this incarnation, the Lord, in the form of Sai Baba, came to uplift his devotees. There is no reason for doubt. The ways of the saints are inscrutable. This contact of Sai Baba with his devotees has not only been in this generation, but it has existed for the last 72 generations, generating ties of great love. Sai Baba has only gone temporarily. His devotees hold the firm belief he will incarnate again. The question then arose how to lay Baba's body to rest. Some Muslims said that the body should be interred in an open space and a tomb built over it. Even Kul Shan, Amir Shakar, shared in this opinion. But Ramachandra, the village officer, told the villagers with a firm and determined voice, your idea is not acceptable to us. Baba's body should be placed nowhere except in the Wada. People were divided on this, and discussion regarding this point went on for 36 hours. On Wednesday morning, Baba appeared to Lakshman Josi in his dream, and drawing him by his hand, said, Get up soon. Babu Sahib thinks I am dead, so he won't come. You do the worship and the kakad arti. Lakshman was a village astrologer and Shama's uncle. He was an orthodox Brahmin who daily worshipped Baba in the morning, then all the village deities. He had full faith in Baba. After this vision, he came with the puja materials and not minding the protests of the Muslim priests, 
did the puja and the cockered arti with all due formalities, then left. Then at noon, Babu Sahib Jag came with all the others and did the noon arti as usual. Paying due respect to Baba's words, the people decided to place his body in the water and started digging the central portion of it. Tuesday evening, the sub-inspector had come from Rahata, and others in different places turned up, and they all agreed to the proposal. Next morning, Ami Rai came from Mumbai and the revenue collector from Kopagan. The people then seemed divided in their opinion. Some insisted on interring his body in the open field. The revenue collector took a general poll and found the proposal to use the water or doubled the number of votes. He, however, referred the matter to the collector. So Kaka Sahib Dixit got ready to go to Ahmednagar. In the meantime, through Baba's inspiration, there was a change in the opinion of those who voted against using the water, and then all the people voted unanimously for the proposal. On Wednesday evening, Baba's body was taken in procession, brought to the water, and was interred there with proper formalities in the garba, the central portion reserved for Murlidhar Krishna. Baba became the Murlidhar, and the water became a temple and a holy shrine where so many devotees after that will find true rest and peace. Balasaha Bhate Enupasani, a great devotee of Baba, properly performed Baba's funeral rites. It may be noted here that, as observed by Professor Narke, Baba's body did not get stiff, though it was exposed for 36 hours and all the limbs were elastic, and his calf knee could not be taken off without being torn to pieces. Breaking of the Brick Some days before Baba's departure, there occurred an ominous sign foretelling the event. In the masjid, there was an old brick on which Baba rested his hand when sitting. At nighttime, he leaned against it on his asana. This went on for many years. One day, during Baba's absence, a boy who was sleeping the floor took it in his hand and unfortunately, it slipped and fell and broke into two pieces. When Baba came to know about this, he bemoaned its loss. It is not the brick, but my fate that has been broken into pieces. It was my lifelong companion. 
With it, I always meditated on the self. It was as dear to me as my life. It has left me today. Some may raise a question here. Why should Baba express this sorrow for such an inanimate thing as a brick? To this, Hamad Pant replies that saints incarnate in this world with the express mission of saving people in need, and when they embody themselves and mix and act with people, they act like them, outwardly laughing, playing and crying like everyone else, but inwardly they are wide awake to their duties and mission. Seventy-two Hours Samadhi Thirty-two years before this, in 1886, Baba made an attempt to cross the border. On the full moon in December, Baba suffered from a severe attack of asthma. To get rid of it, Baba decided to raise his prana high up and go into samadhi. He told Malsapati, Protect my body for three days. If I return, fine. If I do not, bury my body in that open land and fix two flags there as a mark. Saying this, Baba lay down at about 10 p.m. and his breathing stopped as well as his pulse. It seemed as if his prana had left his body. All the people, including the villagers, came and wanted to hold an inquest and bury the body in the place Baba had pointed to. But Malsapati prevented this. With Baba's body on his lap, he sat guarding it for a full three days. After three days had passed, Baba began showing signs of life at 3 a.m. His breathing commenced. The abdomen began to move. He opened his eyes and stretched his limbs. Baba returned to consciousness again. From this and other accounts, let the readers consider whether Sai Baba was a three-and-a-half cubits body that he occupied for some years, or was he the self inside? The body composed of elements is perishable and transient. The self within is the thing, the absolute reality, which is immortal and intransient. The pure being and consciousness, Brahman, the ruler and controller of the senses and mind, is Sai. This pervades all things in the universe, and there is no space without it. For fulfilling his mission, he assumed the body, and after it was fulfilled, he threw away the body and assumed his infinite aspect. Sai ever lives, 
as also the previous incarnation of God, Dattatreya, Sri Narasimha Saraswati of Gangapur. His passing away is only an outward aspect, but in reality, he pervades all animate and inanimate things and is their inner controller and ruler. This is experienced even now by many who surrender themselves completely to him and worship him with wholehearted devotion. Though it is not possible for us to see Baba's form in that way now, still, if we go to Shirdi, we shall find his beautiful lifelike portrait adorning the masjid. This was drawn by Shamrao Jaikar, a famous artist and devotee of Baba. To an imaginative and devoted onlooker, this portrait can even today give the satisfaction of having Baba's darshan. Though Baba has no body now, he lives there and everywhere and will look after the welfare of devotees even now as he did before when he was embodied. Saints like Baba never die. Though they look like men, they are, in reality, God himself. Babu Sahib Jag Anyas Hamad Pan closes this chapter with the account of Babu Sahib Jag's sannyas. After his retirement from government service in 1909, he came and lived in Shirdi with his wife. He had no children. Both husband and wife loved Baba and spent all their time worshipping and serving Baba. After Mega's death, Babu Sahib did the arti ceremony daily in the masjid and chavadi until Baba's Maha Samadhi. He was also entrusted with the work of reading and explaining Yaneshwari and Eknath Bhagavat to the audience in Sate's Wada. After serving for many years, Baba Sahib asked Baba, I have served you so long. My mind is not yet calm and composed. How is it that my contact with saints has not improved me? When will you bless me? Hearing his devotee's prayer, Baba replied, In due time, the fruit of your bad actions will be destroyed. Your merits and demerits will be reduced to ashes. I shall consider you blessed when you renounce all attachments, conquer lust and taste, and getting rid of all impediments serve God wholeheartedly, and resort to the begging bowl. After some time, Baba's words came true. His wife died before him. As he had no other attachment, he became free and accepted sannyas before his death and realized the true goal of life.
Baba's nectar-like words. And merciful Sai Baba said many a time the following sweet words in the masjid. Who loves me most always sees me. The whole world is desolate to him without me. He tells no stories but mine. He meditates upon me ceaselessly and always chants my name. I feel indebted to him who surrenders himself completely to me and ever remembers me. I shall repay his debt by giving him self-realization. I am dependent on him who thinks and hungers after me and who does not eat anything without first offering it to me. Who comes to me like this becomes one with me just as a river goes to the sea and becomes merged with it. So leaving aside pride and egoism with no trace of them, you should surrender yourself to me. I am who is seated in your heart. Who is this me? Many a time Baba explained who this me is. He said, You need not go anywhere in search of me. Without your name and form, there exists in you, as well in all beings, a sense of being or consciousness of existence. That is me. Knowing this, see me inside yourself, as well as in all beings. If you practice this, you will realize all pervasiveness and will attain oneness with me. Madpunt pranams to the readers and requests them humbly and lovingly to love and respect all gods, saints, and devotees. Has not Baba often said, who criticizes and complains about others pierces me in the heart and injures me, but he that suffers and endures pleases me most. Baba pervades all beings and creatures and surrounds them on all sides. He wants nothing but love for all beings. Such nectar, vicious ambrosia, always flowed from Baba's lips. He therefore concludes, those who lovingly sing Baba's name and who hear it with devotion become one with Sai. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's the Sri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org.
To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapinaconda.org.